Hey everyone, I have a time-sensitive announcement to share with you. Earlier this month, LifeSite was hit with another online censorship attack, this time on TikTok, after publishing the truth about the corrupt administration in the United States. In fact, LifeSite is still permanently banned on Facebook, and our main YouTube channel was wiped out, which is why we are only on the John Henry Weston Show YouTube channel. So, this is because the prince of this world hates the truth, and we at LifeSite are committed to bringing you the fullness of the truth even if the globalists and atheists don't want you to hear it. To help us push forward with our truth-telling mission, I urge you to join us during this special Advent and Christmas season with your prayers and almsgiving. Help us at LifeSite build a culture of life for you, your children, your grandchildren, in the face of massive opposition. By uniting your prayers and your giving with us at LifeSite, you promote our pro-life and pro-family mission of building a culture of life around the world. In fact, when you support LifeSite, I urge you to write a prayer in our comment box. It's a perfect way to infuse your prayer and almsgiving with a charity like LifeSite that you can trust, knowing that we will personally read and pray over all your intentions. We need your prayers and almsgiving now more than ever. We at LifeSite must reach our end-of-the-year fundraising goal, and we have no corporate sponsor, which makes LifeSite's grassroots support from people like you miraculous. So please, as you listen to today's interview, click in the donation link at the top in the description of this video and offer your almsgiving and prayer to LifeSite News. This is the moment we need all of our viewers, even first-time viewers. Join the mission for life, faith, family, and freedom with LifeSite. Join us now with a financial gift of any amount by clicking the first link in the description below and be a force for good in the world. Also, don't forget to pray with your financial gift. Every little bit helps. So thank you, and may God bless you. One of the most unbelievable things that Pope Francis ever did in the beginning of his pontificate, when nobody really knew too much about him, was to praise Italy's leading abortionist. It was so unbelievable when it was first made in a newspaper, people wondered if it was a passing comment, he must have lost his mind or something, but nope. Then it happened, and it happened again and again. So much so that that same person, abortionist Emma Bonino, went to speak at Catholic churches. But you know what? You need to remember this in detail. So we've got that for you. Also, do you know that Pope Francis was praising, boosting, even had on the balcony with him the most controversial cardinal in the Catholic Church today? And there's a lot of controversial cardinals. But how about one who not only is promoting abortion or at least excusing it, not only is wearing the LGBT sash and all that goes with, but actually even evil in terms of the world, caught on tape covering up sexual abuse. No, that couldn't be real. Well, it is. This is the John Henry Weston Show. Stay tuned. So let's begin, as we always do, with the sign of the cross. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. So on this show, I'm going to provide you a couple of glimpses at the past when we amassed evidence of what Pope Francis was doing with regard to one of the most controversial things he's ever done. That's praising an abortionist, not just any old abortionist, but I'll let you hear it from when it was. Take a listen. On February 8th, 2016, one of Italy's most prominent dailies, Corriera della Sera, published an interview with Pope Francis in which he praised Italy's leading abortion proponent, Emma Bonino, as one of the nation's 
forgotten greats, comparing her to great historical figures such as Conrad Adenauer and Robert Schumann. More than that, the Pope has met with Bonino on several occasions, and her close association with the Pope has even led her to speaking at several Catholic churches in Italy, all the while being the chief promoter of abortion in the country. Here is the poster of her presentation in 2017 at one Catholic church, and the video of her talk there where pro-life protesters in the audience were thrown out of the church. And here is the video of her still promoting abortion in 2018. In order to understand the gravity of all this, you'd have to imagine the Pope called Hillary Clinton one of America's forgotten greats. But that would only work if Hillary started out as an illegal abortionist herself. That's why the pro-life movement in Italy was stunned and horrified at the Pope's remarks. Responding to the Pope's praise of Bonino, pro-life leaders in Italy expressed disbelief. And I quote, How can the Pope praise a woman that is best known in Italy for practicing illegal abortion and promoting abortion? commented Monsignor Ignacio Barrero, who then was the head of the Rome Office of Human Life International. As I've said before, pro-life and pro-family leaders would be rejoicing if the Holy Father was meeting with abortionists and promoters of abortion, if it was clear that he was calling them to repentance. Without that, we are left with grave confusion. Suggestions that the Pope did not know about Benino's controversial stances are dismissed by Italians since she was famously arrested for illegal abortions and then became a politician who led the fight for the legalization of abortion in the nation. Beyond that, Pope Francis has been acquainted with Bonino and her radical party leadership for years and been openly criticized for his warm relations with them. In her capacity as Italian Foreign Minister, Bonino, along with President Giorgio Napolitano and his key ministers, was granted an audience with the Pope on June 8, 2013. In April 2014, Bonino called Pope Francis to help end the hunger strike of radical party leader Marco Panella. The Pope made the call and promised to join Panella in his bid to better conditions in Italian prisons. In May 2015, Vatican Insider reported that Pope Francis personally invited Bonino to an audience in the Paul VI Hall. Bonino had herself an illegal abortion as a young woman and then co-founded and worked with the Information Center on Sterilization and Abortion, which boasts over 10,000 abortions. There are famous photos of Bonino herself performing illegal abortions using a homemade device operated by a bicycle pump. Arrested for then illegal activity, she spent a few days in jail and was acquitted and entered politics. And as a politician, she championed abortion, euthanasia, homosexual marriage, legalization of recreational drugs, graphic sex education, and more. She's great friends with international abortion pusher and globalist George Soros, who actually, as you'll see in this video, gave her an award for women's rights. Pope Francis admires Bonino's work with immigration. However, as Christian politicians increasingly struggle to remain true to pro-life and pro-family stances in public office and endure much criticism, it was harmful for the Pope to openly praise, without clear and necessary qualifications, a politician such as Bonino. 
it undermines the sacrifices many pro-life politicians have made and may even bring them to question the need to remain solid in their voting patterns. It also undermines decades of heroic efforts by Italian pro-life leaders who had actively opposed Bonino's anti-life and anti-family actions. The U.S. bishops highlight the problem that all this causes in their 2004 document called Catholics in Political Life. And I quote from it, it says, our obligation as bishops at this time is to teach clearly, end quote. They said later in the document that they must warn and counsel politicians that by supporting abortion, they are cooperating in evil. Moreover, they said that persistently pro-abortion politicians should not be honored by the Catholic community and by Catholic institutions. The bishop's document directed that such politicians, and I quote, should not be given awards, honors, or platforms which would suggest support for their actions, end quote. Remember, at LifeSite, we're all about caritas and veritate, the truth and love. And that is what we are after. Just a quick note before we return. If you would like to stay up to date on LifeSite's coverage of the latest life, family, and culture news, subscribe to one of our many newsletters by going to lifesitenews.com slash subscribe. And if you'd like to help us bring our truth-telling coverage to millions around the world, please consider making a one-time or monthly donation at give.lifesitenews.com. And now, back to the video. And if that's not bad enough, check this out. This is about Cardinal Gottfried Daniels. Cardinal Daniels, who wrote the book on how he helped to elect Pope Francis with the San Gallen Mafia. That same most controversial cardinal who was caught on tape, caught on tape, covering up sexual abuse. Not just any sexual abuse. Listen to this. Pope Francis's relationship with a cardinal caught on tape covering up sexual abuse. While some have suggested that pointing out errors of the Pope, even when the faith is endangered, is not permissible, the former cardinal heading up the Congregation for the Doctrine of Faith, Cardinal Gerhard Muller, told us, and I quote, the primacy of the Pope is being undermined by the sycophants and careerists at the papal court, and not by those who counsel the Pope in a manner competent and responsible. Cardinal Godfrey Daniels died on March 14th this year. We pray earnestly that God may have mercy on his soul. And in truth, he needs those prayers very much. The Cardinal should have been one of the most controversial prelates in the Catholic Church, especially in our times, because he was caught on tape in 2010 telling a victim of pedophile sexual abuse by a bishop friend of his not to go public with the abuse. But Cardinal Daniels was in the limelight with Pope Francis. At his death, Pope Francis sent a telegram commenting on Cardinal Daniels saying these words, and I quote, This zealous pastor served the church with dedication, not only in his diocese, but also at the national level as president of the Conference of Bishops of Belgium, while being a member of various Roman dicasteries. Attentive to the challenges of the contemporary church, Cardinal Daniels also took an active role in various synods of bishops, including those of 2014 and 2015, on the family. End quote. Those words of the Pope are very difficult to reconcile with Cardinal Daniels, since he opposed the church's teaching on homosexuality. 
You can see him here, dressed in a so-called rainbow stole. In May 2013, the Cardinal expressed his support for homosexual unions to Dutch-language newspaper De Tide. He said, and I quote, I think it's a positive development that states are free to open up civil marriage for gays if they want, end quote. The French-language newspaper L'Echo also quoted the Cardinal saying that the French people should, and I quote, obey the law and not, quote, oppose gay marriage. But despite this reputation, as you can see in this video footage, Cardinal Daniels was one of the few cardinals Pope Francis chose to come out on the balcony with him at his election to the pontificate. Cardinal Daniels was one of the personal appointees of Pope Francis to the first and second synods on the family in 2014 and 2015. Also in 2015, two Belgian politicians reported to the media that Cardinal Daniels tried to persuade King Baudouin to sign the 1990 abortion bill into law. And apart from Cardinal Daniels' dissent on Catholic teaching on life and family, his notorious reputation as a pedophile bishop protector should give anyone, even non-Catholics, pause. Let me quote to you from the Reuters journalist, who went through those horrible, secretly taped sessions between Cardinal Daniels and the sexual abuse victim who was abused by a bishop friend of the Cardinal from the time he was five until he was 18 years old. Reuters journalist Tom Hennigan reported, and I quote, In the published transcripts of that meeting, the unnamed victim, now 42, told Daniels he could no longer keep quiet about how his uncle, R Bishop Roger Vangelwee, sexually abused him between the ages of 5 and 18. He says Vangelwee could not remain in office and the case must be reported to the church hierarchy, but he doesn't know how to do this. What do you really want? asks Daniels, cutting the victim off by saying he already knows the story and doesn't need to hear it again. When the man says, I give you the responsibility, I can't decide, you should do what you think should be done because I don't know how this whole system works. Do you want this to be made public? The Cardinal asks. I leave that to you, the victim responds. Then Daniels begins his effort to convince him to keep the lid on the problem. The bishop will step down next year, so actually it would be better for you to wait, says Cardinal Daniels. No, I can't agree that he takes his leave in glory. I can't do that, the victim replies. At one point, Daniels ducks and weaves, trying to fend off the victim's pleas to inform the church hierarchy about Vangelwee's misdeeds. At another point, Daniels suggested the victim admit his guilt and ask for forgiveness. Who do I have to ask forgiveness from, the surprised man asks. When Daniel suggests that the victim may be trying to blackmail the church, the man pleads with him to take up his case, saying there has to be someone in the church who can handle it because he cannot bring himself to expose his uncle on his own. We were forced to get married by him. Our children were baptized by him. How can I explain this to them, he asked. Yesterday I said to my oldest son, look, this is what happened to me. They must know what has happened. How indeed could Pope Francis be associated so closely with Cardinal Daniels? Believe it or not, Daniels was one of the cardinals who conspired to elect Pope Francis, a truth that comes out in Daniels' own authorized biography. He even did a TV show promoting the book where he explained that he was part of this group called the St. Gallen Mafia, or Mafia, 
as they called themselves, which fought against Cardinal Ratzinger and worked for Cardinal Bergoglio's election even in the 2005 conclave. But that is another story. Remember our motto at LifeSight? It's caritas in veritate, the truth in love. And so it's actually out of love for Pope Francis that we want to call him to enunciate the truth and correct the errors that he has taught which have harmed the faithful. I know, these are mind-blowing things. But you know what? We know and always will know that the Catholic Church is the one true church. And there is nowhere else to go. So that's why at LifeSite News, we do what we always do every single day. We pray for the conversion of, of Pope Francis. For LifeSite News, I'm John Henry Weston. And may God bless you. Every single day, there are new developments in the culture war. You need to stay on top of the news from the front lines around the world. At LifeSite, it's actually our mission to serve you the truth on life, faith, family, and freedom so that you can be an effective soldier for Christ. Subscribe now and never miss an important development in the culture war that you need to know about, all from a faithful Catholic perspective. And check out the links below to get involved with our reporting and our pro-life partners. Thank you and God bless you.